really? You're being at my party. All right. Look at me. I have. Are a, we not on the same no, podcast? No, we're on the same team. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just checking. I didn't Who's, who's starting? Check, check, check. <laughs> What's that from? Name that book. I got your conch. Lord of the Flies. Okay. I don't remember that part. You know, they had the conch and her was holding yeah. the conch. Yeah. But that wasn't like a really like... Oh, well. <laughs> it's not a memorable line. I'll tell you, in high school, we walked around saying, I've got your conch. <laughs> that sounds really gross. I had to um, I had to be the defense attorney for Jack, the guy who killed um, the pudgy one. And I had to defend him. Pig. Pig. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but I said pudgy. So what's the difference? I don't know what the difference is, and his name is Pig. But I, that's when I thought Just I saying. wanted to be a lawyer because... Uh, right, because you did so well. I did so well. Okay. Even my teacher was like, wow. Let's move on. Okay. We're not... This isn't usable. No. Sometimes it is. No. Please no. I got your conch. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Brecken. You have such a better voice for that. I do. Like, I think people... I've got a radio voice. You do. People will be reassured by your voice. Long time no talk. Yep. Chat. Long time no chat. Gem chat. chat. Chitty chat. Gem chat. It's been a long time. Well, yeah. We've had some incidents happen in... Uh, I mean, not really incidents. Like, I was like, that sounds real. It sounds... Well, so... Debbie Downer. Yes. Well... <laughs> Stephanie had to quarantine for COVID. Luckily, they didn't, didn't get it. it. We had to quarantine for COVID a couple weeks later. Also didn't Luckily, get it. we didn't get it. It was uh, twin classroom involved. Yeah. But and you also had a tragic uh, stomach bug. Oh, I forgot the about the yeah. So it was that and then the quarantine. <laughs> and then the quarantine. And then spring break. And now our... Now our deck is off our house, and we've, we're in the middle of that project. But I'm excited to put all that behind us and talk about Florida and Georgia. Florida and Georgia. Hawaii and Idaho, Illinois and Indiana. It's we're been a while since you sang it. Idaho comes up. If we don't do it with Florida, I don't know. Like I feel like maybe Idaho should have its own show. But It is I'm, the gem state. Yeah, it is the gem state. And it's our it's where we and live. It's yes, it is state. our home state. So it may take its own episode. <laughs> it may. But then Hawaii gets its own episode. And is that really fair? I, I mean, we could do Idaho and then come back to Hawaii oh, and no. something else. No, or no. vice versa. That, we could do Hawaii and what, Iowa. I don't know. And then come back to Idaho. I don't know. We're not going to do that. We're going to okay. figure something out. But that will just mess with me. Okay. Order. <laughs> we could just do a mini episode of Hawaii. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. All right, so Florida. Florida. The state gemstone of Florida is? Moonstone. Orthoclase feldspar. (laughs) Otherwise known as moonstone. Moonstone. And And does Florida have any orthoclase feldspar? No, it doesn't. It's not found in the state. Uh, It was adopted in 1970 um, by lawmakers because to commemorate the Apollo 11 moon landing. That launched from Kennedy Space Center, July 20th, 1969. Right. And I do believe that all of the space missions carrying astronauts launch from the Kennedy Space Center. 
in Florida, or they did at the time. Right. Oh my gosh, today they just launched, SpaceX just launched for into space. Oh my gosh. How fun. They're going to the International oh, yeah. Space Station. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it's come full Random circle, note. you guys. <laughs> the queen of tangents. <laughs> I, I was for, like, where are we going with this? I look for well, connections. there's really nothing else to talk about about I, no, Moonstone I in think, Florida. So I think you're being a little hasty on this because... Okay. I, too, thought, wah, wah, that's silly. But I think we have to put ourselves in the mind frame of 1970. And, sure, it's really exciting. And the emotion that was caught up in the moon landing and the pride felt by Americans at that and the state of Florida for having launched, you know, Neil and Buzz into space. So they just... We should have a state gemstone. That commem- well, that commemorates right, that but, event. But there's lots of things to commemorate that event. Why would it, uh, making a state gemstone be the one to do that? I don't. I just seems you know it's like the quarter. It's right? quite a jump. I don't think so. I think oh. it's a beautiful symbol. Like you know, s- mm. small step for man, giant step for mankind, humankind. We should change that. We should get him to amend that. <laughs> But anyway, it, it P.S. It's it is also not found on the moon. If anybody wondered if moonstones came from the moon, it doesn't. Like uh, Jonathan and I said before, it's an orthoclase feldspar, and it produces a phenomenon called adularescence, which is like a billowing light across the surface of the stone. So it is beautiful, and it looks like moonbeams mm-hmm. shining through the cloud, which is why it was picked to signify. The moon landing. And according to Hindu mythology, it is made of solidified moonbeams. But it is also a symbol of good luck. So it can bring good luck, which I think also is needed in space exploration. And things are still launched in Florida. Like, way, way to tie it together. I tied it. And so it is relevant. And even though it's not found in Florida, it still represents the state beautifully. And so at first I was like, this is silly. And then I thought about it more and I got really deep. <laughs> this, is, this is what 2020 did to me. I guess so. <laughs> I did deep. I did a deep soul dive on, <laughs> on Moonstone. But anyway... We also have to remember that at the time, Moonstone was a super popular gemstone. It was very popular in the 1960s with, you know, flower power and um, kind of the ethereal beauty of the stone. And then somebody who thought more like me and thought this was kind of silly decided in 1979 to add a state stone because that actually exists in the state of Florida. But why do they call it a stone? I don't know. Like, they could call it their mineral. They could even call it a fossil. They could even call it a fossil. Oh, because it is agatized coral. And you, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, the, it looks a lot, for those of you that are wondering, what is agatized coral? It looks like, a lot like a geode inside of coral. Right. So it's pretty cool. So, how... I don't. Everybody Should you start knows. with how coral is formed? Yeah, yeah. So coral is basically the outside skeleton of tiny little ocean animals called polyps. Right, which live in colonies. Yeah, and they build together. They build these little structures together with lime in the seawater, and they basically form a limestone-like hard surface on the outside 
Right. And that makes your structure of your coral. Right. Now, agatized coral occurs when silica in the ocean water replaces the limestone coral. Yes. This form of silica, I, it's a chalcedony, right? And it takes 20 to 30 million years yeah. to happen. Yeah. It's kind Pretty of like amazing. opal. Right. Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, it's... Opal will do this too. They silica. Will. It, so basically what it does is it creates a pseudomorph, meaning that one mineral has replaced another without losing its original shape. Right. So you still get the shape of the coral, but it's not limestone anymore. It's agate. Right. And it looks like a geode. And it's pretty cool. And it's sparkly on the inside. And it's found in three main places in Florida. Yep. Tampa Bay. Yep. The Econfina River. I want to hear you say these words. And the Withlacoochee. 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 With, yeah. And the Suwannee Riverbeds. Yeah. So, and you can go out, um, if it's on public land, you can go out and just rock hound for it. If it's on private land, you have to have permission to do so. But it is something that you can just go out and find, which is pretty cool. And then crack it open and see the geode inside. Now, I was looking for a place to go do this because I said, well, do they do, is there like a Disneyland type place that I could go visit and mine my own agatized coral? And uh, that led me to TripAdvisor. And uh, there is a location called the Fort Drum Crystal Mine. It's number five of 12, th- of 12 things to do in Okeechobee, Florida. Um, and they say you need to call in advance, bring your own lunch, and prepare to get dirty and find gems. And they said the operator of this little thing is just a gem in his own right. So if we ever get, and it's like south, like the south half and the central part of the state. Near Tampa? Oh, no, Tampa's up here. So no, it's, um, it's even, it's below Orlando. Oh, okay. Yeah. So south central, south central Florida. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) if we ever find ourselves inland in Florida, which we probably will never find ourselves there, but we're going to go there and we're going to mine some agatized coral. Because uh, honestly, the specimens look so yeah, cool. Yeah, they look pretty cool. And some of them, if you look them up, some of them get quite expensive. Like the really big yeah. fancy ones, the ones that were for sale. I mean, that, thousands, I mean thousands think about it. 20 million years. Yeah. It should cool. be expensive. It should be. So one more <laughs> thing that they do have uh, is they also have a state shell, which I thought Florida, have, you know, everyone thinks of beaches and shells, I think, uh, which their state shell, which was in 1969. So it actually predated oh. their gemstone or their stone. Mm-hmm. And it is the horse conch, which is also known as the giant banded shell. And it is native to the marine waters around Florida, and it can grow to a length of 24 inches. I'll tell you, you can't wear that as jewelry, though. No. Conch. Although, do they produce pearls? Well, you can get a... I mean, most conches do. Yeah. Yeah, they can produce... So, I don't know about these specifically, but yeah. That could be an interesting... conch pearl is common. Yeah. It can happen. Yeah. And these are orange. They're orange in color. The young ones are, like, completely orange. And then as they get older, it's just the aperture or the opening of the shell that has, so it has like an orange lip. Mm. So they're pretty. I wonder if it's what we ate on our honeymoon. I don't think so. We ate conch. Yeah. And I had a pink. That was more pink. That was pink. Yeah. We were in uh, the Caribbean St. Kitts. Yeah. And it was just fried. 
So it, would, it tasted like, you know. Delicious. I would say chicken, chicken. nuggets. <laughs> Conch nuggets. It was <laughs> just breaded and fried. But we thought we were being super bougie. So I think that wraps up Florida. Yeah. Moving I, on to. You know what? Florida's crazy in its own right. All right, Georgia. Georgia. Uh, the I just remember the Bulldogs yeah. because that's their football team. But anyway, okay. Georgia, their state gem is? Quartz. Quartz, which is quartz. Yeah. Pretty. And in the resolution, they cited both amethyst and clear quartz as Mm. particular varieties of interest, Mm -hmm. but not exclusively to select them to represent the state of Georgia. Right. Because Georgia has a wide variety of colors of quartz found in the state. Yes. Yeah, and they wanted to include it all. So quartz is general. It could mean rock quartz. It could mean mm-hmm. uh, amethyst. It, they have a star rose quartz, which is pretty. Um, but so that was 1976. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that I found super interesting in this um, government document or whatever, I have the government document here printed out, but they said they they're, they highlighted amethyst because it's used in jewelry. And they highlighted clear quartz or rock crystal because they said it resembles a diamond. Ha! <laughs> no, it's not a diamond. Just own it for what it is. Like, that's not It's colorless. It's that's colorless. about where it yeah. ends. They also said that quartz is the second most abundant mineral on earth. And Jonathan and I, uh, were, we go on walks during the day. We, we walk around. We do walkabouts. And I said, but I thought quartz was the most abundant mineral on earth. I didn't realize it was the second most abundant mineral on earth. And so I asked Jonathan to do a deep dive on this. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. You are correct in that if you say, so it it all depends on context of the question. So the most common mineral on land. On land. On land is quartz. Earth. Terra firma. Well, on 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 land, Earth, and yeah. so it's the most common mineral found on land and the surface of the continents. It's found in its pure form, but it's also found in sand, granite, gneiss, and other rocks. So quartz is the correct answer for most of the time in school. Otherwise, it's not really a great answer. Okay. So the most common, <clears throat> the most common mineral on Earth's crust mm-hmm. is actually feldspar. So while the continents may contain a lot of quartz, Moonstone. in the entire crust is feldspar. So um, so if you can t- if you consider the entire crust, quartz is number two. So which clearly Georgia was considering the entire crust. I, I guess so. So okay. and then feldspar is a catch-all name for you know a very large group Moonstone. of minerals that all have a mixture of potassium, sodium, and calcium, and then a mixture of silicon and aluminum. And those, then it's separated out into silicates and aluminates. Okay, so moving on. If you want to go with the most common mineral in Earth, so if you count, The whole sphere. Yes, so if you count all the, the way crust, down the to mantle, the core. And it counts, I'll get to the core. Oh, oh my gosh, other, you went really deep. Yeah, so king of tangents. Then it's olivine. Olivine. Oh, olivine. peridot. Like peridot, right. So most of the mantle consists of various forms of olivine, which has, um, which makes it's a it's a magnesium iron silicate, and it's also forms peridot. 
Now, if you say that olivine is the most common mineral, you won't be wrong, but there's many varieties of olivine. Mm. So the lower portion of the mantle, which accounts for the greatest portion of the planet, planet itself, Earth, mm. it would be bridgmanite. All right, that's... So bridgmanite... You went too deep. ...makes up 38% <laughs> of the entire volume of the planet Earth. Is it on the crust at all? So, I, I, I don't know. It says, well, we haven't visited the inner part of the, this inner part of the Earth. How do we know what it's made of? And right. the answer comes from examining meteorites. So, anyway. And then your answer about the core, and then I'm done. Mm. is the core. So if you're wondering why Earth's core isn't considered in the analysis, it's because scientists... It's just molten. Correct. Uh. Presently believe that the Earth's core consists of liquid iron. Well, solid iron may be considered a mineral. It ceases to meet the definition as soon as it turns liquid. So sorry, iron. Semantics. You're out. Yeah. Okay. So quartz is the most abundant mineral on the surface of the crust. Right. On the surface, quartz is the most common. But they were taking the technical definition of the Based on whole the whole crust, crust. Which is fine. I'll give it to them. Whichever. I don't know. Why didn't they just claim it for number one? They should have yeah, just claimed it for number one. Yeah, they should have said it's number one. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's found along the mountains and old mines, along stream beds and fields, along the hillsides, um, typically in northern Georgia, which I think is super... I mean, interesting. But remember that first state that we talked about, Alabama, and their blue star quartz and how mm. they really don't have a ton of quartz? Right. They apparently find that right along the border of Alabama. Of Alabama and Georgia. And Georgia. Yeah. So uh, you can go and dig by yourself. There's a couple mines. There's the Jackson Crossroad Mine, the Hog Mine, the Diamond Hill Mine, Graves Mountain. And to be totally honest with you, the amethyst is pretty. It's really pretty. Now, some of the mines say it's the most pretty in America, and I think probably Arizona would have something to say about that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but uh, it it the specimens are are gorgeous, terminated crystals, really purple, beautiful. So maybe when we're in Georgia next, we'll go to. I think the name of the hog mine sounds really interesting. Is it because it's on a hog? I hope not. Those are stinky. I've been to one of those. Um, But there you go. Okay, state gem is the quartz. Right. On to mineral. On to mineral. And... You're so excited. I love this one. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, It was something that I had never heard of. So in basically in the same resolution that Jonathan was talking about making quartz the gem, they made... Stourlight, the state mineral. And I said, what the heck is this? They didn't teach us about this at GIA. I don't remember it. No. Um, so I did a little investigating. It's commonly found in metamorphic rock. Um, it's a silicate mineral. It's usually brown or black with a resinous or vitreous luster. So it's not shiny. It's brown or black. It ranges from transparent to opaque. Honestly, most of what I saw was opaque. Uh, has a Mohs hardness seven to seven and a half. Like, boring much? But wait. But wait. What makes this mineral so cool is its crystal structure. Right. They occur as six-sided crystals with penetration twins. Twins. Twi- yeah. Twins. Yeah. And so they 
Yes, twinned or crossed crystals. Yeah, so they form a pretty dramatic cross. They form a 90 degree intersection, although uh, the most common intersection is a 60 degree intersection. Um, and so the name Staurolite is from the Greek word stauros, which means cross, and another one that means stone. So basically is Greek for cross stone. But the mineral is also known as a fairy cross. Or a fairy stone. Yes, and they're said to be good luck. And, okay, so... That took a lot of build-up. Well, (laughs) (laughs) fairies, twins, Brecken. I was like, yes. My middle name is Faye, so which means Faye. So she immediately ordered some. them. <laughs> I so no, this is this is the interesting thing, okay? So they have a long history of good luck and it's not just from the Americas, but it's also found in uh, Russia and on the European continent and also on the African continent. Hmm. And uh they were known as fairy stones, fairy crosses, fairy tears. That's all from the Americas. Cross stone or baptismal stone. And that was the name given to it. Um, and they used it for baptisms in Switzerland. But they've had this reputation of being really good luck. Did you know that three presidents carried them around in their pockets? Yeah. Oh, I've got that too. It's... <laughs> It is President Wilson, Woodrow Wilson, uh, Harding, and Roosevelt. So did they carry them all the time, or they Roosevelt actually wore one mounted as a watch charm, and uh, Thomas Edison had one. So I got you both your own fairy crosses, so we could all have good luck and carry them around. Um, uh, So the the story in the Americas of how these were formed is kind of weird to me. So I kind of did a deep dive and it, they say it's a Cherokee legend, but it talks about Jesus. And so I find it really hard to think that it's a Cherokee legend. From 2000 years ago? Because the Cherokees believed in So I think it was probably Christian European settlers that found these stones and, and said, let's said, come up with a legend. Let's come up with a legend. But, you know, it could be different. So so this legend, how, how it goes, um, and why they're called fairy stones or fairy crosses is it has to do with um, these little dwarfs or fairy creatures with long black hair that lived deep in the forest near the Cherokees. And so sometimes they would come and interact with the Cherokees and tell them things and then go on their way. Um, they were only two feet tall. They spoke to the tribal elders and, you know, that kind of stuff. But they came and told the Cherokee nation a very sad story. So they told him, let's see, let me get, okay, yeah. So they many years ago, a new star appeared in the eastern sky. Hello, three kings. Okay. Um, beyond a big salt water. Okay, over the Atlantic Ocean. A special boy child had been born to a tribe chosen by the creator, as in God. He had grown into a man of wisdom and had taught his people the ways of the creator and the straight white path of peace. Wow, I don't know how to interpret that sentence. 
<laughs> but he was a man of kindness and brought strong medicine to his people. Although he taught purity and harmony with the Creator, he had many enemies who would not hear his message of peace. They would not believe that his medicine made sick people well. Thus, on this day, they would torture and kill the wise man, and he would walk towards the nightland, or death. As the sky grew dark, the Indians sang a song of death to honor this beloved man of peace, whom they called the Son of the Creator. All of the animal nations of the forest soon came and stood by them. Because of their sorrow, the Cherokee began to cry. Their tears soon covered the ground, and when their weeping had ended, they looked down and saw that their tears had been changed into small stone crosses. And so that's why they call them fairy crosses, because the fairies had come and told the Cherokee people about the son of the creator's death, as basically Jesus' death, and when they cried, these little crosses were formed to represent the death of Christ. I I find it very hard to believe that this is a Cherokee legend, but, you know, yeah. I, I looked and I... They're part of the Cherokee tribe. But anyway, the, even the... I I think early white settlers did notice Native, uh, Native people wearing these and using these, and I do think that they did represent good luck and good fortune um, to the Cherokee people. What I did research from the Cherokee tribe was that they believed that they could make you invisible, and that they also believed that they would help you travel underground to infiltrate an enemy's camp. So the they were regarded as sacred stones by the Cherokee people. There we are. There you go. Very, um, very cool stone. So they're found in north central Georgia. In, you know, the mountains uh, made up of metamorphic rock. And you can see them in road cuts and quarries and just go along the road and pick up some fairy crosses or order them on Etsy like I did. <laughs> but there you go. Whatever your, whatever your thing. They're also supposed to um, help people suffering with depression and anxiety um, and also help you not overwork, which is maybe why they were good for, like, presidents and edison no they were probably workaholics i don't know how that really worked for him <laughs> what I... you're just staring at me like this is too much i can't handle this i've had literally four weeks to plan this podcast <laughs> i guess so and i started yesterday yeah yeah it's been it's been busy around here but it's been good so we're gonna hit you up next with Hawaii, and either we're going to combine Hawaii with Idaho, and it might be longer, or we're going to do a, a mini-sode. What do they call that? A mini-episode? Just, yeah? There's not some cool name for it? No. I don't know either. A short episode. I'm not hip with the kids' lingo, I guess. And we're and then <laughs> We're not Gen Z. Those Gen Zers. I'm sticking with my mom jeans. I'm sticking with the skinnies. <laughs> the skinny jeans. Y'all can have your mom jeans. Anyway, Jonathan's staring at me now. We're done. <laughs> Cheers to Florida and Georgia. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Gem Junkies. 
I'm Brecken. And I'm Jonathan. And if you want to see what we do in our real life, you can always check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Parlay Gems. And don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast. It really does help us out. And if you want to leave us a review, that would be wonderful too. I love reading the reviews. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. As long as they're nice though, right? Right. (laughs)